0: Before the homily today, I'd like to uh, heed what Pope Francis has asked the whole church universal to do today. If you haven't heard already, although I'm sure you have, yesterday the church lost Pope Benedict XVI, who has gone uh, to his final glory, hopefully in the Lord, and so we'll pray for his soul today as we begin this. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us pray. O God, faithful rewarder of souls. Grant that your departed servant, Pope Benedict XVI, whom you made successor of Peter and the shepherd of your holy church, may happily enjoy forever in your presence in heaven the mysteries of your grace and compassion with which he so ardently taught and which he faithfully ministered on earth. Renewed by the holy sacrament of the Eucharist, of our communion with you, our God, we pray, Lord, that your servant, Pope Benedict, who served by your will on earth, as the visible foundation of your church's unity may happily be admitted to your blessed flock, through Christ our Lord. Amen. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let perpetual light shine upon him. May he rest in peace. Amen. May his soul and the souls of all the faithful departed through the mercies of God rest in peace. Amen. Around this time of the year, it's not uncommon to get Christmas cards and different greetings and such, and you always see this beautiful image which I think there are probably thousands of versions of, of Mary, our mother, very lovingly holding her newborn son, Jesus, looking at him, smiling, pondering him, holding him lovingly, and just taking in everything that the angel promised her, everything that she said yes to, and then seeing it brought to completion, to fulfillment. You see that, and it's really easy to meditate on that as we come to this new day of the new year, 2023, as the church universal celebrates the feast of Mary, Mother of God, as we contemplate this mystery that how is it that God humbled himself, first of all, to come into our humanity, but humbled himself even more to take on the flesh within the womb of such a lowly handmaiden in Nazareth. It's beautiful. It's completely unexpected. Nobody expected the Messiah to do that. It's easy to contemplate that, but what I'd like us to do is to focus on that same image of Mary holding her son, but 33 years later, at the foot of the cross, where there's no joy, there's really maybe no peace, there's no happiness, there's no tears of joy, there's no smiling, there's only tears of desolation, as our mother holds her bloody, lifeless son, who she just watched get butchered on the cross. You put those two images next to each other and it's kind of daunting. It haunts you in a way. There's a beauty in the reality that yes, Mary said yes to the angel fully. She said yes to the will of God completely and perfectly. But she did that unreservedly as well. How often in our own lives we come to some desolation, some sorrow, some suffering. Maybe it's an illness physically. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one. Maybe it's something that we didn't plan for, something we couldn't have planned for. Whatever it is, and we turn to God and we say, how dare you? I know you give and you take away, but this is too much. How could you? That's an okay place to be if that's where you are. Honesty is the best policy when it comes to prayer. Prayer. It's okay to ask that question so long as we allow the Lord then to move us from that place of anger, that place of hurt, that place of disappointment into this place that I believe our mother was. Because see, Mary, yes, she said one, yes once and for all when the angel appeared to her, but she continuously said yes, yes, yes to the will of the Father. There was a lot of joy at the nativity, sure, I don't know if she was expecting the shepherds to come and to tell them, look, we saw just all these angels pop into the sky and burst with light. And we were terrified, but they said, no, it's okay, calm down. Then they started singing glory to God. And then we came and found him in the manger. And this is awesome. She pondered all of these things in her heart, knowing that what was promised by the angel was fulfilled. She beheld her son with love. But then look at the rest of her life and dare I say it was filled with a whole lot of sorrow and pain and suffering too. Could you imagine Gabriel showing up at your house telling you that you're going to bear God into the world and then a few years later lose God himself in Jerusalem for three days? Son, why have you done this to us? Your father and I have been looking for you, she says. She was panicking. There was sorrow there. Come to the wedding feast at Cana, and she's there with Jesus again. Son, they've run out of wine. Can you help them? Only for Jesus to say, this has nothing to do with me. This isn't my time. It's not for me to do. But she continued to say yes to the will of God. i resign resigned myself to this. You can handle it. Do it. For three years of his public ministry, kind of being in the background following him, i will get back to that in a second, Watching Jesus' public ministry, watching him preach and heal and teach and rebuke the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and everybody else who is threatening him. Imagine being able to sit back and watch your son do this, but also have to stand back and hold your tongue when people are threatening him, trying to throw him off a cliff. Death threats, and ultimately, finally, seeing that threat come to life. The heart of a mother remains with her son, The Immaculate Heart of Mary is immaculate and is a perfect model for us because it's in union with the sacred heart of her Son. St. Luke makes a very special and particular point when he says that Mary kept all these things reflecting in her heart. Because a lot of times we go through the church's calendar and we pray with the intercession of all the apostles and all the other disciples who follow Jesus, and we want to have faith like them, courage like them, strength like them. Because they were courageous and they went out and they taught and they preached and they were martyred and they did all these beautiful things for the church but I think today we should ask for the intercession of the Blessed Mother we should every day don't get me wrong but today specifically because we need her example to stick with Jesus at the foot of the cross all but one Apostle fled they show up here and there But from the very beginning at the Annunciation to the very end, when they sealed the tomb, Mary, the mother of Jesus, was there. She did not leave, she stuck with her son out of true and authentic love. Even when it got hard, even when it made her suffer, when it was painful, she still continuously said yes to God, knowing that yes, God giving and taking was wholeheartedly for her best interest, and for mine, and for yours. Mary saying yes to the will of God, becoming the mother of his son, of God himself, of our savior, is no small feat. We should want to seek her intercession, because dare I say, and I hope this isn't anything heretical, if so, don't call a bishop. Mary's perfect sacrifice of saying yes to God gives us the perfect model of what a sacrifice means for a human being. Yes, Jesus suffered on the cross. Yes, he offered himself. Yes, it was a perfect sacrifice. That wouldn't have been possible had Mary not made her sacrifice first to become his mother. She models for us what the church is for us today. The church stays with us. We can run. We can stay away. We can deprive ourselves of the sacraments. We can be hurt and live in that desolation. But the church remains here with us as Mary did for her son, as he did for his mother. When all else fails and we feel that the Lord is too distant or taking too much away, flee to the mantle of our mother. Flee to the intercession of her who brings us to his sacred heart. That immaculate heart beats with love for you as well. That perfect heart of love, that perfect heart of a mother beats with love for you so that you too can find her son, recognize him, know him, and run to him. She will do nothing but lead you to Jesus Christ. She will do nothing but lead you to the crib. She will lead you to the cross as well, but then teach you the silent obedience of what our mother did by simply saying yes to the Father's will. It's a strange celebration today in the church because, yes, we're still in the middle of the Christmas season. We're joyful. We're holly jolly. We're using all the incense, the smells, bells, and whistles. We're still in this season of joy. but We also ponder this season of pain that may have been the life of our mother. But it wasn't without joy. It wasn't without peace. It wasn't without fulfillment. This is encouragement to us that as we face this new year, yes, we have many, many, many blessings to be thankful for and to rejoice in. But we also realize that as imperfect people living in an imperfect world, as the months go by and 2023 starts to progress, things may go wrong. Stuff is going to happen. But our mother urges us, don't run. The Lord gives and he takes away But she says to each of us, she says to you, he does give and he takes away, but it's for your benefit. I said yes to the son, to bear him into the world. And I urge you to do the same. Go to my son, she says. Go to him. Flee to the crib. Go to the temple. See him teaching. Watch him preach and teach and heal and proclaim and exercise the demons and everything else that try to pull you from him. Hide yourself away in the immaculate heart of our mother. She's not just the mother of God, mother of Jesus. She's the mother of each and every one of us. That's the Lord's gift to us from the cross. So as we face this new year, yes, we give thanks to God for all the many, many blessings. But we also ask the Blessed Mother to provide for us again and again and again, this perfect sacrifice, this perfect example of turning to the Lord and saying yes, not counting the cost, not wondering what's going to go wrong, not wondering how I'm going to get through it, but to throw ourselves at his feet and say, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord, as she did. Be it done unto me according to your will. When we seek her advice, her motherly care, her gentle love, especially her intercession, then we too are able to sit in the cave in Bethlehem to behold the Christ child and to do exactly as she did, keeping all these things reflecting on them in our hearts. Thank you for listening. The ministry here at CTK is made possible through our generous donors and golden givers. If you would like to learn more or partner with Christ the King on LSU's campus, please visit CTK. LSU.org.